0: When a, when a soldier, you know, asks, you know, hey, I, I really don't know, like, what should I do? First thing I ask him is, you know, would, what do you think of Korea? Like, what has your, been your experience so far? And if it's negative, then I start asking, well, what things have you done to start making this positive? Exactly. Have you gone out? Where have you gone? What have you gone to visit? Have you, right. do you like to ski, snowboard? Have you gone to any of those things? Do you like to go surfing? Well, have you been to the beach yet? Yeah. And when you start getting all these things that are no, then it's kind of like, well, you have an experienced career. You, you have an experienced career. You know. You experienced your, your barracks room in the PX. Wherever you find the American troops today, you find the men of the Transportation Corps. Enough and on time. That's the story we tell you today. The story of the Army Quartermaster Corps. <laughs> These youthful service men are members of the Army's Military Police Corps, one of the most important forces behind the line, the Army Ordnance Corps.
1: Welcome to another episode of the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. I'm your host, Major Javon Starnes, the PAO for 19th ESC. With me, I have the Command Career Counselor, Master Sergeant Kenser. So before we get into it, I was talking with the CG the other week and I realized um, his initiative for recruiting and retention. Specifically, we're looking for smart, adaptable, agile, responsive and resilient soldiers to stay team 19. Uh, We want to retain that talent. And I realize retaining talent takes talent. You know, it takes a dedicated team with the appropriate resources and information to get the job done. So welcome to our show today, Matt How are you? Doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to get right into it. Um, For those of who for those who do not know, what is the difference between a career counselor and a retention NCO?
0: So your retention NCOs are your baseline. That's at your company level. Okay. Um, they're assigned by additional duty or additional appointment orders assigned by the company commander. And they are the liaison uh, for, their re- for the career counselor themselves. So um, the easiest way to describe it would be you have your S1 and then you have a training room. And, and that's who it does. They, they, they handle a lot of the paperwork, but they're just not technically the subject matter experts. Or they're not the ones that can actually input into the uh, military system. So. The career counselor uh, at that level is always held at a battalion level. Okay. And the company, the retention and are down at the company level to help better management, um, just just based off of numbers alone.
1: Right, right. So what what drew you to the position? What drew you to Korea, first of all, and what drew you to being the command career counselor?
0: Um, so uh, the position, I'll start with the position first. So many, well, about a decade ago now, um, I used I came in the army, I was a combat medic. I was 91 okay. Bravo before we transitioned to 68 Whiskey. Um, and from there, you know, we always get tasked additional duties. That's what we do as junior leaders. We seek out additional duties to help get promoted. Um, the one that I was tasked with was a retention CEO, company retention CEO. And I did that for over about a year. Um, and I really liked it. Um, unfortunately at that time, our battalion counselor, counselor, uh, was selected for a broadening assignment and was able to go that mm-hmm. left a vacant position at the battalion level. So I was the number one, uh, company retention CEO, um, that was, you know by my company commander demanding we were number one in everything <laughs> so he, he really pushed so that opened the door for me to sit in that position um, while we deployed so i kind of did two two things there as the medic and and running full-time retention um there uh, and then on the way back it was that's when the door opened up it said do you want to do uh retention full-time like do you want to be a, a, a career counselor i was approached by the 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 brigade senior at that time or i was looking at uh, moving being moved out to san antonio as being an instructor um so Either way, I was always in a position that I'd like to help soldiers help to like help others. Right. Um, this was just a, a little bit, a little bit better for me mentally after, uh, a, quite a few deployments and, okay. and, and doing what we we're doing as medic stores, kind of like, this will be a, uh, a, a, a better door opening, uh, to say for my career moving forward, uh, something that I wanted to do. And it was kind of a little bit more in control. I can control how it was done because I was a single entity. So if, if it failed, it failed because of me, if it succeeded, it succeeded because of me, there wasn't a lot of, of, of other outside influence on it. So then moving forward, um, after all of that, it came to the point to where, um, I, I kind of coined this phrase a lot with the retention is I got promoted off the Island is what happened. Um, I, I PCS to Fort Hood, Texas as a Sergeant first class. And then shortly thereafter, a lot of the E8 started to put in retirement. It was time for them to go. And. The E8s, as they came in, they came in after me to fill to backfill those E8s. Okay. Well, then in 2019, I made the list. Now, at that point, a branch manager, and they look at all branch managers look at the same. They looked at it as like, well, now you're being looked at as an E8. So, of the E8s, you've been here longer, even though I can say, hey, wait a second, I just got promoted. They're like, e- yeah, E8s and E8, you've been here the longest, so you got to go. Exactly. And as you know, at that point, I, uh being a career counselor, I knew. How do I how do I go somewhere and then come back without having to move my family? So the easiest route was let me go to Korea, and I know there's always opportunities here in Korea, there especially are. to advance. Um, so I took that opportunity, and since I got here, it's been nothing but uh, doors opening uh, for my career. So um, your your family is here with you? Oh no no, I'm I'm here unaccompanied. Um, okay. The the deal was when I came here, uh, I was actually on assignment to go to 35th ADA uh, out of Osan. I was going to be the brigade senior. The command career counselor at the time reached out to me. Knew I had operational experience in the past, and I came highly recommended to take the operations position at 8th Army. Uh, I was going to backfill as the, the senior operations. So I took it, and there was one one deal that, you know, it's going to be an 18-month stint. Okay. Um, so I said, okay, that's fine, but we all know Korea is one year. So it means when I get here, I have to put in an extension. So before I did the extension, I reached out to the branch manager and said, hey, I just want to make sure before I do this, because my hat was taking me back to Hood, okay. I'm good to go to Hood you know, like on this date, or do you need me to be here a little bit more? Let's say 19 months or 20 months. I'm willing to work with the branch manager. He said, well, we need to kind of look at it. You know, I'll look at it and I'll let you know this, that, and the other. And he said, yeah, 20 months will work. And I'm just, at that point, just, it might as well just be 24 then. Right? Like, sure, I, might as well, I might as well get something out of yeah. this and, and make it happen. Because he was even saying like 24 months would be better, you know, for for the duration of it. So that's that's what it was so that's how i got here for two years and then moving forward as i got down here um as it was time to come down here uh the our our field my field specifically is short uh the e9 level the star major level Mm. um they were not going to get a backfield coming out of uh the academy and it was kind of stuck in one of those positions on um you know this this needs to be filled right uh and it was kind of well i'm kind of at that mercy so yeah
1: so that is a lot of experience you, you have coming with you to the pen in the position. Um, and then just the knowledge that you have that you're able to share with your team. I understand it's not just you, but a, a couple of NCOs who also uh, make up that core team, um, who are able to give that knowledge to those soldiers who are thinking about staying in the army, staying team 19 and wanting to extend on the peninsula. So let's take me for example, let's say I am, you know, private Starns, and I am thinking about reenlisting. Um, I may not, I may not know what's out there. Um, and also what, what's in your bag to incentivize people to stay in the army, to extend, to kind of sign up for that, uh, additional, uh,
0: service obligation. So there's, there's quite a few things and that, and that's where we sit down and this is where, um, all soldiers are different. They, they sometimes we, we do run into that issues like, well, you know, me and my battle buddy, we came to the army at the same time, yeah. with the same MOS, same, this, same, that there's usually always something else that's a little bit different. So we look at that and say, well, what are your goals? Like, we're going to try to match your needs with the Army's needs okay. at, at the end of the day. And that's that's what we do. That's how we force shape and align the Army as a whole. Um, when we look at things, we do not necessarily look at the, uh, the, the, the MTO level down at the line. Meaning, is there a vacancy inside this squad? Is there a vacancy inside this platoon? We look at what are strengths on pin? What are the strengths at Fort Hood? Holistically. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's right. it's at a hole. Okay. Um so if the strengths aren't there and they don't match, then we try to do it. And we try to align the the soldier's needs, wants and desires with that with the army. That is our 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 main our main mission. So when a when a soldier, you know, asks, you know, hey, I I really don't know, like what should I do? First thing I ask him is you know, would what do you think of Korea? Like, what has your been in your experience so far? And if it's negative, then I start asking, well, what things have you done to start making this positive? Exactly. Have you gone out? Where have you gone? What have you gone to visit? Have you? All right. Do you like to ski, snowboard? Have you gone to any of those things? Do you like to go surfing? Well, have you been to the beach yet? Yeah. And when you start getting all these things that are no, then it's kind of like, well, you, you haven't experienced you, Korea. You haven't experienced Korea. You, you experienced your your barracks room
1: and the PX. Right. So, and there, you know, there's there's more to it because. If they don't know who to talk to, you know, be it the their supervisor, retention NCO or boss rep, they kind of are at hostage to their barracks room or their off post ap- apartment, wherever they're living. And this is our third time in Korea. And I will say they are there are many things to do, whether you love to ski, like you said, go hiking, uh, go to the beach if you have kids, aquarium visits. You can go all types of places throughout Korea using the KTX, things of that nature um so i think it's a knowledge thing knowing what's out there for them um, but also having that that motivation inside of you to say hey i'm going to explore i may like it you know what i may actually sign up and extend um so being that with that said not knowing what's next in the process do they talk to their retention nco or
0: their documents that need to be signed so the next thing that's going to happen is um in general anybody can come ask us questions like okay. hey what are what are the options that are out there boom we can name them off as far as specifically what you're looking for and is fort hood out there for me is bliss out there for me is japan out there for me right. that one we're going to need you know the the request for reenlistment or extension okay um, based on whatever we're doing that one gets signed by you gets dated then we send it over to the commander the commander signs it saying hey yes i totally approve the soldier um to re-enlist because you know it, it reenlistment is, is a privilege is, is what it is. It's you are to stay in the army. It's a privilege to, to stay in the army. It's not a right. So once that happens, then, then we're free. It's free. Like we can start looking at every, anything and everything we want. And the first thing we're going to look at is what do you want to go do and what's out there? And then are you opposed to staying here? Like, like if you're, if you're not opposed to do it, it it's there. Um, a lot of times it's real easy. It's, it's tactics that we use in, no, I'm thinking <laughs> in my head is like maybe I shouldn't do this because there it's it's psychological when we talk with the soldiers as well. But yeah. we learn this as we get as we get older as a career counselor. So, um, it, it's really easy for people to say no. Yeah, it, it is, really it is. It's hard to get them to say yes. Um, so but sometimes you can get a yes by somebody saying no. Just be like, well, are you opposed to PCSing to Conus? Well, no. Like, <laughs> okay, so then. Yeah. You want a PCS to bone. By defect,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's that, so you can you can kind of
0: use that in a psychological aspect to to get the answers that you're yeah, looking for. Really and to think, get them to agree.
1: I think they just have to to think out loud and kind of write it down the pros and cons and of living here staying, um, and then make the decision based solely on what's best for them and their unique situation, their family and their career and long term. Um, so I know I understand we have a couple MOSs that specifically nineteenth is uh, short on. Um, can you speak to that and basically um, someone who's thinking about re enlisting but on the fence and they fit these, uh, this category of the critical short MOSs?
0: So, yeah, the critical short MOSs, a lot of those, the, the number one that pops into my, my mind besides some of the MOSs that are at the senior level, which a lot of them are not going to come to us anyways to re enlist. That's just something that's, that's just got to be done. But the big one is the 31 Bravos, the okay. RMPs. Um, and specifically for those, you're looking at the, uh, the there's two ASIs they're looking for in a Delta... You're right? talking about the 94th uh, MP Battalion, correct? Correct, correct, So, yeah, you're looking at the Quebec 9 and Victor 5. I, I right. would have messed that all up. But <laughs> I mean, I know what they are. Like one's, one's just a regular investigator, the other one's a traffic investigator. So, gotcha. uh, you know, it depends on, on whatever it is. So that's what they're looking at. You know, those those are, are are there. And specifically, they're looking just at a 40 level, 31 Bravo, just okay. plain without the ASIs. Um, you know, but given that, that's what you're going to work. You're going to work inside those ASIs. Um, Some of the things that the the issue for us here that we have to overcome as career counselors is aligning a school seat um, to get them there and to come back. And then at that Mm -hmm. point, now that's going to be funded by the 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 unit or sometimes it is funded by by big army. It's Mitza funds. We can do that. But then it's still getting to go there and then to come back. And then what is the benefit of that happening and to stay here and then get them to stay here longer? There's a lot of. A lot of working parts that have to go into play. There. And you you bring up a good point
1: when you talked about the schools. So I understand there, are, you know, those schools that are desired, either they want to go to airborne aerosol. Are there any particular schools that we can have access to or that are currently on pin, or a mobile training team can come to the peninsula to kind of do that training? Uh, could you kind of elaborate on what's out there, what's available to kind of put the idea in front of someone who doesn't even think of that being a possibility because they're on a peninsula.
0: So a lot of the classes that are are available that are here on Penn those are um uh they're called command um basically the command structure. So you have like okay. a UPL uh battle staff yeah. stuff like that. There's certain there's certain classes here and that gets published by the uh the G3 uh really? G, G33 maybe a bit I army mean, i'm trying to remember which which yeah. one does it, it comes from the three cell. Um, yeah yeah it comes from the three cell up th- at the trx side up at the uh um higher echelons correct and, and inside there they'll have those so that okay. is something that could be done where soldiers can say hey you know first sergeant whatever can we talk right. about major i'm looking at doing this i want to go to battle staff i can go do this and slide over there's plenty of other ones as well that these soldiers should be looking at that will even offer the promotion points so you have your really? CPOF um and you I'll a lot take of work that better. course before so, yeah that's and that's <laughs> all things that are going to get right like get stacked onto your well now it's your talent profile okay with, with ipsa yeah, coming yeah. out but before that was your military education okay inside your uh, srb but that is now that has now been legacied and so it's your i guess your your, your talent profile <laughs> that you see in Ipse. right um, that's what that would be that, those will be those and and believe it or not those those certain things that is what opens doors for you to work inside of a three cell or something like that so when they're looking for somebody to say, hey, who can come up here? One, you got to just be you know, an outstanding um, you know, NCO or soldier that just has the initiative that can go ahead and do it, understands that this is an implied task, you don't have to be told an yeah, implied yes. task. So if you're one of those soldiers that can do an implied task without being told, because that's right. what it's there for, thats it's in the name, um, and then you already have this training, it's even easier versus, okay, well, let's get this soldier and let's find out when the next CPOF class is, oh, the next CPOF class is months down the road, So now you're going to have to try to train the soldier on how to do it. It's easier if you just knock out as many classes as you can and and start taking those things. And that's how that opens those doors um, to all these additional duties. And then at that point, your NCOER starts to write itself. It it, it does. It truly does. So when it comes to those soldiers who
1: have been on the fence, now they heard, you know, listening to the podcast. Okay, these are the opportunities. These are the resources that are out there. The classes I can take to get promotion points and then also make myself uh, stand out from the pack. Now I'm within this window, my, re-enlist, my re-enlistment window, and I have this opportunity. Uh, the thing is, do I want to stay team 19 or do I want to go beyond off, off pin? And then I will say with 19th ESC, we have a plethora of MOSs and positions at different units that if you work at one battalion, hey, there may be another position at another battalion in another location and vice versa. Or if you ha- have been living in Area 4, you want to experience Area 3 or you want to go even further north and get some more tactical experience, you know, kind of working with um, the, the MPs who are located all throughout the peninsula or headquartered in Humphreys like you spoke of. Um, there are opportunities, not just in your area, but kind of think broader uh, perspective. And then also when it comes to um, those individuals who think that, hey, I think I've done all that I can, um, I will stay if there is a bonus. Are they still giving out bonuses for certain MOSs or is it a, a across the spectrum broadly? Okay. So
0: to, to start at the beginning is, is to stay here into transitions or uh, what we'd like to call as an intertheater transfer, or you're basically you're even staying in let's say uh, 19th ESC, but you're in one of the battalions right. and you can just transfer over to one of those. That's really easy because that's held at that, that CSM's level. Okay. When you start moving from one battalion to another, then it's just one up one other CSM and then that that goes upstairs. As simple uh, as that. that. It's just that simple. And mm. then it's just a crosswalk G1, they'll do that 4187. But if it's at anything lower, it's still just a 4187 saying we're moving this soldier from this company to that company but this company is down here in area four this company's up at area three they're going to do it and it's going to be a low cost move and it's done that's how i got wow. down here it was low cost move it was done at the eighth army g uh-huh. g1 level and it was within 72 hours i had i had the orders it was, and it, was it was done um, very- low cost move they came packed up my stuff and down here i came and you know out <laughs> process one and you don't even have to out process completely because like CIF, that was the easiest CIF I ever did. Yeah, they well, are pretty good here. They just okay. basically, I walked in there at Area 3 and I said, hey, I'm going to Dagu." There was like, <laughs> boom, stamped it and you're done. That was the, the best CIF I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I've had some uh, horror stories. Yeah, yeah so that, stories. That, was, that was pretty easy. But that was probably about the easiest way to do it. But that takes engagement from the soldier. That takes communication from the soldier, okay. communicating with first line leaders, Telling them what their needs, wants, and desires. And then on the flip side of that, that is leaders being engaged with their soldiers, finding out who wants to stay here. Cause so many of them want to stay here and they would stay here if they just asked. Say, hey, we have these opportunities coming. So before we backfill with some soldier coming out of AIT, 10 levels of 10 level. Now, again, like I say, we, we speak on big army level, 10 levels of 10 level, 20 levels of 20 level. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have the talent management that always happens. Um, we I believe we have that once a month. We sit in there and we look at all the E7s and above that are coming in, and they look at the placement, see what they've had before, where they need to go, what's going to be best for their career. You don't want to put a fir- somebody back into a 1st arm position that's just been doing 1st arm time, 1st arm, 1st arm time. It's time to get them some operation positions. So that's what they look at, and it's the same thing. We can do that with those junior soldiers, and it's there. Now, fortunately, it's not going to be there for everybody, and it's got to align. Um, but the DIROS is a DIROS, like, you know, you're still here. but. At the same time, they're going to want something out of it. If we're getting ready to move you up there, we're going to have to have that commitment and, you know, going from there. Okay. Now, moving on to the the bonus thing. Yes, currently right now there is bonuses out there. So an initial term soldier, regardless, um, they, they do get a 5K bonus. Wow. Um, now, there are some bonuses, some MOSs out there that have a higher bonus, and some are a little bit lower than the 5K based off of the math that we use. So at any rate, the soldier is going to get the... Um, the benefit of the higher bonus whichever one it is when we do the math if it's this one it's this one if it's that one it's that one uh, and then and, and the soldier needs not worry about well I, I, how do i know if, if I, you, you gave me all the amount or something like that or did they do it right because we have checks and balances all the way up at hrc that if remotely we're off one day one month it comes back it's an error and the counselor has to fix it so they, they will no matter what um, get, get the exact money that was, that was due to them.
1: Yeah, I remember when I first came in the military. So this was uh, 2011, 12-ish sometime. And I remember talking to captains at that time who had gotten bonuses. And I believe they stopped that now. However, um, there's still an opportunity for um, individuals to look at, like you said, what's available. And even if you you know you're not a commissioned officer, but if you're enlisted, there are bonuses out there. I didn't know that they can get five grand. Uh, that's news to me, but however, um, I do want to give you the opportunity or is there anything else you want our listeners to know before we wrap up?
0: Um, No, some of the other ones though, if you, if you're really looking at, let's say you're at the specialist and at that sergeant level, um, and you're looking at that career progression or anything like that, there is something called the, the SMAP. So the, the assignment incentive pay, the AIP that we know of, right. That's just for here in Korea. There's the one that we know of all the MOSs. That's the big one. That's the target. They get 6k. Everybody else, though, if they put in AIP, they get $3,600. So either way, somebody's getting money, no matter how you look at it. But the other one that we have is the um, special MOS um, alignment promotion program. Specific MOSs that, upon graduation, you'll get promoted to the next higher rank. So if you're... After they graduate, Right after they graduate, AIT. Wow. Yeah, those are there. And and the career counselors know exactly what those are. They publish that message. So when you're looking at, at, at soldiers and MOSs that are trying and fighting and they're was like my point. stay at 798 eight. They're this that and, you know we have that we have a list of mos's that right at the end of graduation boom you if you're an e5 today the moment you graduate you're an e6 <laughs> you know and, it, and it's just that fast and the thing is is you're also going to mos's that um are are highly competitive in the civilian sector side of it too Right. So that's why they're like that. And those MOSs, nine times out of 10, they are the MOSs that you're going to re enlist for, and you're going to get bonus money for that one as well. Wow. So that is probably the number one most like underutilized. I didn't even know
1: that now. existed. Yeah. After you graduate AIT, you would get promoted to the next yep. ring. Yeah, well, that and, is news today. and, and
0: it, all you have to do is meet the qualifications for that MOS that's based you know that that's all they are and they're they're pretty fast with it um, so some of the ones that they have because I, ha- I have them listed is you know electronic warfare prime power counterintelligence oddly enough 46 Sierra uh, your public mm-hmm. affairs. <laughs> um that one is in there so 89 delta everybody knows explosive yeah. ordnance disposal uh 25 delta that's a big one now it's the cyber network defender um electromagnetic spectrum and you know you're contracting nco which is the 51 charlie so right. some of those are the, they're they're designated for e5s that are going to become e6 and then the other ones are these are e, e4s that are going to become e5s immediately upon graduation so that is that, a- that's where they sit and that that is constantly going but yeah and instant- that I you're
1: you're 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 spot on. Um and I think our listeners will greatly um receive everything that you're putting out, all this knowledge. Uh, and I would invite them to have a pen and pad as they listen to this episode because there were some a couple of things we talked about, um how to stay team 19, the bonuses that are out there, the MOSs that you can um basically graduate AIT and then get promoted. Uh that was news to me and I believe some some other people that will be listening to this podcast. OK, that was good, good information. Um, so if someone wants to get a hold of you all, how can they reach you and where can they find you?
0: Um, so if, if they were to look up in, in anything inside 19th TSC, in either the programs or the best place to do it is there is a company retention board that is put together by the company retention NCO at every company. It's mandated. The contact information is all there. So if you're with 94th MPs either the polar bears, your point of contact is going to be Sergeant First Class Gimbra. Um, if you're with inside MSCK um, or 498, 498 specifically, is Staff Sergeant Valdez. MSCK, that's our first class Dunlap. And if you're here inside uh, the 19 DSC at the HHC, that's going to be myself, uh, the operations uh, NCO, Sergeant First Class Cannon, or we have Staff Sergeant Hernandez, who's kind of covering down um, on HHC and a couple of our, our outlining units here in area four that do not have an organic career counselor.
1: Okay, well, there you have it. We'll put the information up on the screen and below in the uh, description. So as we close, I want to thank you for your time, S.R.N. And um, I appreciate all the hard work you're doing for Team 19. And I want to make sure that our, our listeners know where they can find us. Please like and subscribe. Share, tag a friend if you think something you heard is going to be beneficial to them. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or your favorite streaming platform. Once again, thank you for listening. Team 19, out.